Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. At Lemonada Media, we are on a mission to make life suck less. That's why we are so excited to announce the launch of our newest show, Good Things, a podcast we specifically created to highlight people and organizations who make our world a better place. Hosted by a rotating cast of our favorite Lemonada hosts and special guests, Good Things highlights incredible organizations that are solving our country's most complex issues. From working to improve the American foster care system to fighting to increase diversity and inclusion initiatives, this show shines a light on the fixers out there who are working to make good things happen. Good Things is available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, your favorite podcast about apologies. And this week, I think I can officially stop saying that I just moved to LA from New York and I can finally feel comfortable saying I live in LA. Hell yeah. Wow. What a transition. Yeah, and this is Mohanad Sheikhi. And honestly, this week, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, just kidding. It's the queen. Uh, where is she? <laughs> is she alive or is she dead? We will never know. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, that can change. So don't hold it against me. You're basically our personal countdown king I am. right now at this point. <laughs> you know like how people like have like a, a, a countdown clock for like Christmas? Right. I have it for the queen. Yeah. That's exactly it. And my name is Oja Lopez and this week I was extremely confused about a book I was reading thinking that it was a book about lesbianism when in fact it was not and about maybe 25% of the way in, I was like, this is about straight people. And I put it down because I don't have the time and the energy anymore. Somebody <laughs> misguided me about this book and I thought it was going to be gay and it was a straight book. And so I don't know. I only have a certain amount of hours in the day. So if it's not gay, I'm done. <laughs> well, I, I want to ask you what the book is. And uh, it would be f- so funny if your answer was like, it's uh, War and Peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Bible. Uh. It was was the Bible. Somebody gave it to me. They're like, this is so homosexual. And I was like, I don't see it. I don't feel it. I don't see it. I'm putting it down. The investment is too much. This week, we are so excited to have Suchin Pak. She is a journalist, a former MTV correspondent, and also the co-host of another Lemonada Media podcast at Descartes. Um, and so I am so excited to have her on. Today, we are going to get into it. We're going to talk about brands that need to apologize. We talk about MTV Cribs. We talk about all sorts of fun things about bad brands. 
Welcome, Suchin. Uh, we are so excited to have you. Suchin is coming to us from another Lemonada podcast called Add to Cart, which I love and I love your guests. And I um, am also obsessed with products, probably because of, you know, wanting to be happy and in, in finding yeah. things and finding yes. things in the exterior to be happy with in <laughs> lieu right. of having it come from the warmth inside. Yeah, but it could also come from the depths of a uh, cold inside as well. You know what I mean? Like all the holes can be filled by purchasing <laughs> things. And in that moment, uh, there is Nirvana. And I promise you that. Can I just fangirl for like one moment? Do because, please, like, do take, it. take three moments. <laughs> no, because like you are like my Barbara Walters. Like I feel like if my mom was here... <laughs> And getting the interview, Barbara Walters. I think, thank you. I'm not sure. Because, like, I mean, I don't know why they won't bring back MTV Daily News, but that was my news, like, solely. Like, I got all my news from MTV Daily News, and maybe that's why I am the way I am. But I think... It is. It is. I wanted to talk to you about that today. No, it's scary. It's true. It's flattering. But it's also scary. Yeah. I mean, that's how we all got our news was from yeah. MTV. And now kids are like, what's MTV? Yeah, that's <laughs> that. insane. Well, you're back on MTV because like they did bring back Cribs. So you're that's narrating right. that again, which yeah. is so dope because like that is like the best show. Now, I'm assuming you don't get to actually go through the actual houses. You get to see them and narrate them through. I never got to see the houses the first time around. You okay. know what I mean? So no, we're not invited on those shoots. Um, but yeah, like there's the reboot of Cribs and there's more coming. Um, I hear I'm the last slot they fill. You know what I mean? Like everything is done and they're like, right, we should get someone to voice this. And so, um, but I think that there's a few more seasons. I think that, uh, the reboot did really well. You know, it's this time of, uh, wanting comfort foods and comfort music and comfort media. So I think that there's a nostalgic quality to looking into a famous rapper's fridge that brings a little, <laughs> you know, a little solace, you know, to 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 the to the heart, you know? I mean, Redman's house will be forever, like it will live <laughs> rent free in my head forever. If there was one house like if anybody's house you could pick in the world, whose house would you want to stroll through? I mean, you know, Mariah Carey put it on the map, you know, we they did it. And then I feel like they did like a whole spinoff on just her again. Yeah. For some reason, I'm remembering another entire show just on her after the short thing. So something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, any house like who isn't on these stupid? Is it just me that's on YouTube on these architectural digest? Oh, my God. It's not uh, just home you. tours. Like, have <laughs> I been thinking about Kim Kardashian's sink for five years? The one that has the weird little divot with the slot oh, wow. and the water goes down. Yeah. And her walk in glass fridge. I cannot. Her drinks fridge. What about just recently? You guys, have you seen Gwyneth Paltrow's home on AD? No. Yeah. no. Okay. Okay, it's insane. blah, blah, blah. It's insane. Wait till you get to her spa. It's like a it's like a hammam in a, a French royal hotel. It's bizarre. Wow. It's it's magnificent and it's 
truly chilling to the bone. You know what I mean? It's just it's that so... any one person can have oh, something like this. And I can, all I can think about is like her steaming her vagina and their vagina candles <laughs> everywhere. But that's just my what I would envision in there. I feel like her vagina candles smell good. That is so funny. And you know, when I see stuff like that, I'm constantly like I'm both horrified and profoundly jealous, but also holding it back. You know, like would never um, like oh, I just want a small bungalow in a you know, you know like I don't need a all modest. of that. But swear you give me money, and I would. I would fucking have that bathroom in a freaking second. But right now, I have to moderate my dreams and my desires and live right. in reality. But I know that you just ended a month of no shopping at all, which is the opposite exactly, I think, to Gwyneth's bathroom. So how did like how did you do it? How is it going? Are you weeping a little bit? I'm weeping. <laughs> I'm weeping because you guys, uh, for those of you who are listening and not watching, because that's what we do, I have a handkerchief organic uh, because I have sunblock <laughs> running down oh, my eyelids. Yeah. I've already put on my face. So there we go. That's, that's part of it. But um, yeah, you know, I November and December were dark. Yeah. You know, uh, I had to get through the holidays. We had to get through another year of this. And I did a lot of that, the shopping online. Mm. My problem is I don't buy anything. You see, see, Coolop, my my co-host, she buys everything. What happens to me is the the opposite is is that I will research something for months, for weeks, trying to find the perfect, trying to find the deal, trying to find the whatever. And so but never clicking because it'll you know what I mean? There's always that one that one moment where I think I'm like, oh, I could have bought this instead or or I could have used this coupon. And so I have open carts all across the internets from here <laughs> oh. to Dubai to, you know, Shanghai and beyond. Got and it. so it just clutters my mind. I, I and, and, and it was, I realized that, yes, I was buying things, but it was just the act of how much time I was wasting looking for the perfect thing and the perfect deal. Yeah. That I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I, I, it was like just eating too much junk food and watching seasons of, you know, the Kardashians again. So I decided on January, I would have a no buy January and February. Um, you know, I really did think that about third week of January, I said, I am, I'm changed. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a new. Yeah. Wow. Know, that, that feeling. What sort of things were you not allowed to buy? Was it just like clothes oh. and furniture or just anything? Only essentials. Only okay. essentials. Well, this is, these are the rules I made up. I said only essentials. And um, unless it was something I couldn't get in a store, like off of the computer. Like that was like a big thing. I needed to be off my phone and my computer because I was spending so much time going down these rabbit holes. So... You know, I made it almost, I almost made it two days shy of February. And then it's just been like a cavernous hole of like shit uh, ever since. <laughs> and I'm just scrabbling, f free falling to the bottom of an endless pit. So that's kind of where I am. Pretty okay. good. <laughs> that sounds so sweet and light and fluffy and, and, and <laughs> magnificent and chilling. <laughs> magnificent, yeah, magnificent and chilling. Um, what was tempting you the most when you were like throughout the month? Like, is there something where you were like, 
damn, I really would have loved yeah. to have gotten this. Yeah. Okay, well, I I really missed all of the end of year, beginning of the year sales. You know mm. what I'm talking about? Mm. Like all, One of the, the first things, because I didn't have a strategy going in and I realized quickly, <laughs> Cool Up was like, if you do not have some strategies going in, you're going to fail. And I knew immediately the number one strategy was all of the newsletters that I have signed up for. And every day I open my inbox and I'm like, oh, look at this. Durham store is having a 70% off sale. Oh, you know, my favorite furniture store is having a clearance. And so then I'll just be like, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to peek. I'm just going to peek. Just see what's peeking. And, um, you you know, more than likely I've got carts already open on these sites. So, you know, just seeing if some of the stuff I have in my cart for the past 18 months has been on sale. So that kind of stuff. And, um, I mean, it's anything. It's all the, the home stuff, the clothing. Where am I? Look, what? Where are we going? What am I wearing? Sling <laughs> no. back heels to. Where where am I slinging back to? Oh, I totally get that. The pandemic was hard for me in terms of like, I know that I don't have to shop. So no. the excuse of shopping is gone. But the underlying problem of loving to shop is absolutely there. And I worked for an e-commerce company for a while and specifically we worked for kind of like front end websites and the amount of study, the amount of clicks that they're looking at, the details with which they are looking at what you're doing on a day to day basis would confound you and would scare you. I mean, when I tell you like that they have this thing, well, I'm sure you have you guys ever heard of like a conversion rate? Yes. Right. Right. So it's that exact moment when you decide, oh, I'm going to buy this. Yeah. And and that exact moment. Oh, my God. Um, You know, and Amazon, of course, is the sort of like the beacon of all. They're all talking about it like it's yeah. Lord and Jesus almighty. Um, But they really have got us. They have these people yeah. know us. Ugh. Now, I heard on TikTok and I mean, I you say because you were you put things in your cart and leave yep. them like I heard on TikTok. That's like the worst thing you could do for a retailer. And I only <laughs> heard that because during the Trump era, I was told to keep going to a store and putting a bunch of shirts in there and not buying them and when okay. leaving the side. Because <laughs> you're putting their merchandise on hold. Is that you know what, what happens? Because <laughs> don't feel bad about it. One, no. one second. It will be on hold until I am damn ready to never buy it. I'm like, if that's the worst thing that happens to a to a retailer, I don't know. I yeah. I, I figured, oh, since you were e-commerce, you might know the worst thing to do to retailers. But um, no, keeping things in in it's not oh, it's okay. not really that big of a deal. I mean, you're just eating up your cookies. You're doing it to yourself. You're showing up to the same website three months later, and the same thing is still in your cart. Like that's yeah. how. That they they've got those things you know done. What really is, I think the the painful thing for them is they look at numbers. They're yes, they're looking at you individually, but the truth is they've got so many variables on just a single item. They're looking at how the item is selling in your town, how it's selling everywhere else. Is their warehousing system 
promoting things that are in your area and that are easier and cheaper to ship to you. Like it's like genuinely You're not even thinking. No, you're it's not, not even thinking. You're, you're, no. Yeah, that's no. insane. I don't even want to know what my profile looks like. They're just like <laughs> crazy cat lady who drinks a lot and watches way too much TV. I don't know. Just <laughs> winner. Yeah. Winner. Winner, yeah. Winner oh, profile. She's single? Oh, surprise. <laughs> Do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panic sweating and laughing at the same time? Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes of Podcrushed are out now wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. And of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. Today, um, we're going to be talking about brands that need to apologize because it's a yes. this is a crossover episode. So it was like, this is love the perfect it. thing to talk about. Yeah. So, I mean, who wants to go first? Chin, do you want to start off with yours first? I'd love to hear it. Sure. I mean, I I had a little bit of trouble trying to think of uh of a brand. This is I think a brand and I don't know if 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 I cheated it a little. But during the pandemic, we have become card game fanatics in this family. Uh I have two kids, they are ages 7 and 9. And I live with my husband and the four of us have been holed up in here and you know, after letting them watch, you know, seven weeks of TV and video <laughs> games and YouTube, I was like, let's try parenting, okay? Let's get on this parenting thing. I feel like I, this isn't working for me. So we started to really get into it. We, we've done everything. We've gone through the puzzles. We've gone through the search and finds. You know, I don't know if you guys know what, remember that? The highlight yes. search and finds. So that was like a really big thing for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then the board games, but the card games have always been a consistent thing. And my kid's favorite card game is Old Maid. Okay. Do you remember this game? Yeah. I don't really remember how to play, but I remember I did play right. it. Well, well, let me remind you, Kiki, because this is very, <laughs> very, very important to the conversation. So I hadn't remembered how to play this game either, you know, and we got the deck, you know, just the, the most common deck on Amazon, get it delivered. And the point of the game is you have to match all the pairs and the person left with the old maid card is the loser. Okay. And mm. the old maid, the picture is what you think of it. It's an older <laughs> lady. 
She's in a in a high collared dress on a rocking chair with a cat in her lap. She looks sad. You know, she My looks future. sad to be an old maid. And when you get that card, you're like, oh, I got to get rid of this card. It's like it's a burning nuclear, you know, time bomb on your hands. And you're like, how do I get rid of this card? And that's the game. Isn't that fun, guys? And isn't that Damn. a lesson you want to teach your kids? Like, that's how you lose the game. You lose the game with old maid. What? Why are we playing this game? So many things are adding up now because, like, I just, I read. She's in the I Matrix. Reading, Kiki is in the Matrix, you guys. She took the red pill. I was reading some, like, article today. I think, like, Adam Carolla made some statement about, like, you know, AOC and saying how if she was 60s and fat, nobody would listen to her. And it's like, wait, what? Huh? Oh, like, are oh we saw Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. <laughs> what? closet did they <laughs> exactly did like they, who exactly what? yeah but he must have played a lot of old maid mm-hmm. like in his head go throw it away once it's 60s and fat you don't need it anymore right i mean you're right oh my god we need to we need to revamp old maid maybe not call it old maid <laughs> yeah well we ha- we you know my husband we're not gonna get into my husband because it's not about him it's about <laughs> yes. my time to shine but That's my right. husband he has a whole business about, you know, funny things. Let's just say my husband is a purveyor of humor. And we did go down the route. We actually started the Kickstarter video. And we, because we, we, we were all, my daughter actually, when she, because so she's seven now, she's probably, you know, six, was like, but why is the old maid bad? Like she was, she was mm-hmm. the one I was That's like, so no, cool. you're right. The old maid isn't, but she, you know, she didn't understand sort of like, obviously it's the social context of it, but she couldn't understand like why they had picked this person as the villain. She seemed like a very nice lady. Like, <laughs> why is this person the worst thing to get in this card game? And so, so we had thought, oh, why don't we do a card game called old fart where, the you know what I mean it's the old old guy that's just farting away in the corner you know and and that would be a twist on it but whatever the twist is you know it 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 just can't be the old maid anymore in 2022 I think Mm -hmm. the old maid by the way is um probably living her best life um you know with uh money saved uh online shopping you know what I mean currently starring on in and just like that and they don't (laughs) look the same exactly they're different now we love a golden girl like we love the golden girls you know and like yeah, give it to the old maid. I want to be a golden girl. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully there she's living out on a commune, you know, like with five of her best gals in a communal pool and they all just like <laughs> That's right. you know, hang out day. Honestly, old maid is maybe my fantasy. Is that what we've arrived to? At That's this what I'm point, saying. It's my future and <laughs> yes. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a new generation. I I think the old maid is the fantasy. You're right, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally agreed. Um, yeah. I think maybe we should start an email blitz to Old Maid. Let's do that. Is it who's it made by? Do we know? I wonder if it's is it like a major company or is it just the? I don't know. I'm sure yeah. it is. I'm sure. I don't know. Even know. Let's see. Who owns Old Maid card game? Of course, it was invented by a man in yes, the 1930s. Yes, yes. They famously um, like to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what happened with the Kickstarter? 
Oh, well, oh, this is the good part. Okay. Is that we started to go down the road, but on Kickstarter, there is another, there's a, a, a young person who started another version of Old Maid that obviously is not Old Maid. I forget what it was. It wasn't humorous. It was something else. I think that they were more tackling. The other thing with Old Maid is, is that, so like, let me go step back. So I think Old Maid is like, a game, but I think a lot of companies do their version of Old Maid. So the version of Old Maid right now that's very popular is uh, their jobs. So it'll be like a pair of firemen, a pair of policemen, you know, and mm. the jobs are very gender, uh, you know, very gender specific. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the teachers are the women and the firemen are the men. and And so I think that they had come up with a game where... Uh, the rules had been reversed or there was so... But anyway, there's another old maid version on Kickstarter by this wonderful family. And we just thought, okay, great. That seems like that is going to be covered. They're already doing the hard work. They're already doing it. They're doing the work. hard work. So we should be pushing that that okay. uh, card game on Kickstarter. Okay, I love it. I love that. I love what that. about you, Mo? What's your brand that needs to apologize and why? Well, I, I have multiple, but I'll go with one personal. Okay. Uh, that, no, I, I don't think it's a, a known brand. But uh, So this weekend, I got an email, and the email, the, the subject line was, was Mohana Del Sheikhi, which is, you know, my name, <laughs> and they wrote it correctly. So like, this is something serious. And then X, and then it said lasso. And I was like, obviously, you know, my delusional mind, I immediately was just like, does that have to do with the show Ted Lasso? (laughs) That's what I thought. Have my prayers been finally answered? I was just like, multiple people from the show follow me, uh, including the, uh, you know, uh, Coach Beard. And I fucking just love soccer. Like, and I tweet about the show all the time. I'm like, finally, it's happening. Do they want me to be on the show? Am I going to write for the show? What's happening here? And then it turns out it's a, a company that makes uh, socks called Lasso. And uh, they were offering me $150 in socks to make a TikTok and, you know, I have always wondered what my breaking point was going to be. <laughs> and it was that email. I was just like, I, this is my Joker moment. I am I'm going to go out in New York City and I'm just going to start like, I don't know, just punching people around. I am going to lose it. I'm going to find stairs. The near, I'm just going to run across the stairs and just yell or something. Like, why would you do that to me? Like, the emotional journey that they've taken me on. Also, like, I don't need $150 in socks. Maybe I do have a lot of socks. Why are you making me buy from your brand? Maybe I just want $150. Also, (laughs) what's the TikTok video that I have never posted on TikTok? So they were like, this guy is going to start his TikTok career (laughs) by posting about socks. I think you missed a career opportunity here. I really think Really... You could have become socks guy. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what $150 in socks looks like, because I know what like $150 in Target socks looks like. That's a lot of socks. But what if it was just like only four pairs of socks? Yeah. So I looked it up on the website and uh, the cheapest pair is uh, $35. Oh, my God. So it is. It's four pairs. So yeah, four so pairs four of pair socks. Of socks. You're, yeah. Oh, now. Sorry. I'm back. I'm back off of the opportunity. Yeah. That's just. 
plain offensive. Yeah. Four <laughs> pairs of socks. They want you to start your TikTok career. Wow. Wow. I hope you don't take that personally, Mo. I really, no, I, 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 I did not reply. I just posted about it, like, uh, you know, on social media like people do. And I was just like, this is, if you're reading this, please, you truly just ruined my whole weekend. Well, as someone who loves TikTok, let me tell you what the TikTok I would have made you do if I had been okay. in New York and oh. I would have made you get the socks. I would have made you go to bodegas and purchase things with those socks and try to explain to them, this is a $35 <laughs> pair of socks. Amazing. Please, I need the bacon, egg, and cheese. I need the... No, you don't understand. Yeah. This is the Rolex of socks. This is, yeah. Exactly. I'm trying to exchange this for your bodega sandwich. And I would see what you could get in New York for these a socks. Video, you know, a video of me just wearing the socks, walking around, just yelling, I'm walking here in these socks, which are very comfortable, by the way. <laughs> Gwyneth would have gotten them. Gwyneth would have gotten those socks. True. Like, I'll pay you $100 for those socks. Some people wipe their, you know, butt with $100 bills when they're rich. You walk around in Brooklyn apartment with $35 socks, just socks straight on the floor. The richest man in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> well, they definitely owe you an apology. But, yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, Lasso, yeah. if you're looking for somebody, I, I, I too have feet. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got a great TikTok idea. So I think this is a match, you guys. Hi, I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of your favorite Lemonada Media podcasts? By subscribing to Lemonada Premium today, you'll gain access to fun and inspiring bonus content from all of our podcasts across the Lemonada Media network. As a subscriber, you can listen to never-before-heard interview excerpts, behind-the-scenes segments, and continue to uncover new ways to make life suck less through all of our exclusive subscriber audio. Check out a free trial of Lemonada Premium today in the Apple Podcast app by clicking on our podcast logo and then the subscribe button. What about you, Kiki? What's your brand? I'm so curious. So I was trying to decide between two, but um, I felt like I had to go with Torrid. That's because... mine too, or at least one of mine. So okay, I am I mean... very on with you. Yes. Okay. Because, okay. First, let me just start with Torrid is a plus size brand and it was, 
you know, growing up, like really there were no plus size brands and like Lane Bright came around and they were just, it was not, I don't even know if you call it business casual. It is not, it's for old maids. (laughs) It's for old maids. (laughs) No, but it was just like not cool clothes. And there was a moment where they had like seven jeans come in, which at the time seven jeans were like the biggest jeans. And like they started like, oh, they're finally changing. That didn't last long. So I felt like Torrid was like the first brand that was like plus size and they were really trying to design cool shit for big girls. And I was like excited about it. So like every year my family, you know, normally throws in like a gift card for like Torrid. This year they did the same. So this was like just from a personal beef. Like I was trying to use the gift card online. It wasn't accepting And I was like trying to call customer service and like nobody would help me. I was literally like DMing them on Instagram. Nobody would respond to me. And like, literally, I was just like, I just want some fucking leggings. Can I just like, and I don't want to go to a store because I also refuse to go to it. I want to shop online. This is the whole point. Yeah. And it was like, just really like the worst customer service experience. And I had already started feeling kind of some, like a type of way. Like I felt like their customer service had gone down and like their clothing had also just like, I remember like I got a pair of shoes one time and I opened the box. It smelled like gasoline. And I was like, wait, is this Lula Rowe? (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this documentary and it doesn't go well. It doesn't. It does not go well. It was just it was starting to feel like we were for a time. I felt like anytime I'd wear something from Torrid, people would compliment me on it. And I still have pieces that I, you know can wear and they have lasted, but it started turning really quickly into fast fashion, which so many plus size, they really just do a lot of fast fashion, which is why I like Eloquy, because it feels like they do more pieces that, you know, feel like they last longer. Anyways, so that was like my personal beef. Well, then, um, you know, there is a TikToker, um, goes by the name The Other Hannah, and she would do these hauls from plus size places. And she would really like get on toward a lot because their brand, like the quality of their clothes were just like going down and just like their designs. It just wasn't flattering. It was like, look, like we want to wear stuff that our skinny friends are wearing that is just as cute. Can you please just design like if it takes more fabric, fine, I will pay. Like, just give me what I want. I just want it to be cute. So she would, you know, do these TikToks about them. And I guess at some point, TikTok was just like not really liking it because they started turning off comments and all of these things. And then, can't be confirmed, but suddenly someone like called Hannah's or wrote to Hannah's job and was trying to get her fired from her actual job. What? Now. We don't know who did this and we can never confirm this, but it felt very like interesting and coincidental that this was happening at the same time. It was like, did, did Torrid just dox a TikToker because they didn't like, you know, what she was saying online, you know? And so they didn't ever admit to that and it was never confirmed, but they did come out with like, you know, sort of an apology letter at some point, just saying, you know, social media is a space where all voices can be heard as a brand that champions community. We've always believed there's a chance to learn and grow. And they did this whole letter from the CEO, Liz Muniz. 
which, you know, Hannah has pointed out, like Liz is sort of like the person responsible for where the brand has gone. It's really changed. And so Mm -hmm. I just, I I take issue because I remember in one of my ranting emails that I wrote to them that they still (laughs) never replied to was like, look, like there are very few choices for me out there. And it really hurts for me to have to let one go because that's like letting go like, 25, 30% of my wardrobe to say, I'm not going to buy from you. And I'm trying to, I want you to succeed because another point Hannah was making was I want Torrid to succeed because they ended up on the stock market. They went public Mm -hmm. and like them succeeding, if they don't succeed, other plus size brands might also just end up failing, which is just fail, you know, like we won't have clothes, right? Like people are like, oh, not not a good investment there, which is not the reality. So um, I just want Torrid to turn it around because I do want them to see it. I want their clothes to go back to like what I remember. And um, I don't know how you feel, Oha. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, as the coolest fat person walking into a suburban mall to go to Torrid, like it was painful. <laughs> it was like I I was so happy and like overcome with the joy and excitement of like seeing that stupid little flaming heart logo because it was like, oh, my God, this is a space where I'm going to find things that fit me. And yeah. and um, as somebody who is profoundly loves fashion, is obsessed with, you know, fashion shows with specific designers, and I don't really care about the label. It's like the art of fashion is something that I like genuinely love and think about. It's really hard when you don't find options that you can that you can express yourself with. And, you know, there is a lot of TikToks right there. It's like fat girls were like, you're basically dressed as like young mid-level professionals all throughout (laughs) middle school because it was like dress barn. (laughs) So like blazers and like, you know, like high-waisted thick (laughs) denim and like button-ups. You literally like, that's what (sighs) they had to offer. So Torrid... Um, I don't love it anymore because it's very sort of like hot topic-y and there's like some kind of like emo punk elements that maybe are not necessarily in my roster anymore. But that feeling of finally finding like a little corner in a mall that you fit in was beautiful. And so I do have a soft spot for Torrid in my heart. And, um, you know, the the dressing room isn't this dreaded adventure that you usually go into, but... You know, for me, the switch into really low quality clothing that was very expensive. And and I'm telling you, a dress at Torrid will run you on a regular day 50 to 70, 75 dollars. And so that's like on a good day. I feel like I feel like 95 is like the starting point. Okay, so so that's kind of we're talking about this is an expensive line. And when I tell you that the shoes fall apart fall apart i mean jen i said i will never ever purchase a shoe from this place before and i'm a size 12 foot so again before this like onslaught of online shopping and when that became so accessible and you had to go in person there was really no place for me to go and so another thing is they have these because you said a lot of it is the quality has gone down the prices have gone up but they have these really insane kind of like predatory lending credit cards well, they they market them kind of like a college credit card in some ways. So there's this piece of it where I think it's called Comenity Bank. But I mean, I remember I got a credit card with Torrid and then spent maybe two years trying to pay off $600 when I was 26 or something like that. 
because no matter how much I put in, the interest would accrue so insanely high. And it wasn't until I became like an adult with a real job that I was like, let me go ahead and just pay this entire (laughs) fucking credit card off. But yeah, I'm so glad that there's more options and that I truly in the past like two to three years feel like your girl can go buy a cool plaid floor length jacket, you know, for the first time in my life, which I'm wearing right now. This is my favorite jacket. And I definitely feel more seen. And so now I can truly tell Torrid to just go ahead and go fuck itself. Um, (laughs) Because before that, I was like, oh, God, I got an interview in two hours and there's no place and my stockings are torn. I have to go to Torrid. There's no other option for me. It's Um, still like the most accessible because there's so many options. And that's why it's like I still want them to succeed for like the high schoolers out there, you know, the seventh graders out there who it's like they go to the mall and that's the only store that's going to have plus size so it's like just come on we don't need any more you know weird spaghetti strap off the shoulder tops that have peplum (laughs) bottoms like i just come on paisley caftans that end (sighs) just below the ankle like literally it's like (laughs) (laughs) i like i i feel like going to tour and being like i am sexually viable I am right. sexually viable, and I promise you, people do still want to sleep with me. Amazing, can believe it or not. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, it's truly the the market for plus size clothing out there is. I mean, I think that another email with this te- with the subject line "I am sexually viable." <laughs> has to come out because I feel like that is, you can't turn that down. You go to LinkedIn, you go to the marketing, the CMO, (laughs) and the subject line is, I am sexually viable. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to stop sending it to the info (laughs) app. Yeah. Let's go to the LinkedIn. Yeah. Find the CMO. Much better idea. Well, do we have any um, honorable mentions, other brands? Suchin, do you have any other brands we just want to oh mention and we should apologize? Yeah. I mean, this one, I think, is an obvious one. It wasn't an obvious one to me, though. Brandy Melville. <laughs> Speaking of fashion brands, mm. Mo, are you familiar mm. with Brandy Melville? I am not. No. No. And and neither neither was I. I only became aware of them because I have teenage nieces that always want gift cards at this Brandy Melville. And I hadn't been in one. And one year, I so I finally went into one. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is what they wear. You know, kind of, it's like a 90s grunge throwback. You know, they'll have like overalls and sweatshirts, you know, that have like college names on them. I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. And I was looking at the sizes and you guys... They only have one size. Some of them literally say one size. And if they do have a size, it will never be bigger than a medium. And I just thought that was such an odd thing. And I thought, is it because I'm at the Grove in LA? Like, is this this a, I'm like, or maybe they've sold out of the larger sizes, you know, and and the smalls and the mediums are, are not even big, you know, like maybe their their version of a medium is, you know, a mm. Gap's version of an extra large. Mm-hmm. So um, as I was thinking about this show, I was like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, Brandy Melville. That was a really weird experience. And of course, I Googled it and I had no idea 
Let, let me give you one headline from the many headlines. Oh this God. one's from Daily Mail. Skinny and white or fired. Fashion firm Brandy <gasps> Melville is rife with racism, sexism, and sizeism as its claimed CEO shared Hitler memes and would get rid of black or overweight staff. Okay. okay. So not only oh. not only is there sizeism, okay? We have sexism. Wow. We have racism. Wow. And then we've got Hitler memes. It was just what? like a you know what I mean? I thought I was going in pretty standard yeah. apology. You know, like we're talking like, hey, Jesus. let's put more sizes and everybody, every fashion brand yeah. should be apologizing. You know what I mean? That's a pretty standard. But the Hitler memes really took a left turn. And wow. you can go I mean, into I've heard it. a lot. I had not heard about the Hitler memes. How is this yeah. brand even still thriving? I know, thriving. Because I just, admittedly, I just bought them a, a gift card this past Christmas. Not, you know, just did my annual go ahead and Brandy Melville it. And then this all came up. And I mean, there's just so much proof. These folks, um, there's surveillance, you know, it looks like camera shots. There's social media sharings and all of this talking about this strange fascination that the owner and senior staff at Brandy Melville have with Hitler. <laughs> I mean, there's just no <laughs> way around. I can't, I can't soften it. Jesus. I'm like with not terrifying, terrifying but like yeah. specifically Hitler and it is terrifying and employees have been complaining for years that you know if you're overweight or not un, you know of the weight uh that the store is or if you're not blonde even like even brunette white girls are having trouble like, getting to the front Aryan, of house <laughs> yes. Aryan yeah. thin women yes Jesus and so I just, I just think it's unusual that uh, I, I, this isn't more common. And number two, that my nieces who are very, you know what I mean, very woke, you know, like they yeah. march and they're still wearing this because I just don't think, you know, obviously they know. So they will be getting a very, very, you know, kind but firm email from Auntie Sue, just <laughs> letting them know. <laughs> That Brandy Melville is now off of our list, and these are the oh, reasons good. why. <laughs> no more that. gift cards. Yeah, absolutely. No more gift cards. Not. At Brandy no Melville. More gift cards. Sorry. Well, thank you so much, Suchin. This was so much fun. Um, we'll have to do a, another round of this someday and talk more about products that we hate and love because this was a blast. <laughs> but thank you so much for being on, um, and I can't wait to keep listening to Add to Cart. Thank you, thank you. I really I feel supported here in both my shopping and my no shopping. And now I'm I have a few more places to add to my list uh, of what I will be buying from in February. So. Uh, the service is, uh, is greatly appreciated. Uh, okay, and now we go to my favorite segment uh, of every week, Sorry Not Sorry, where we either demand an apology from someone or we apologize. So I'm going to start with Oha. What's, what's been happening this week? Well, um, just to keep it on a roll, I would like to um, demand an apology again this week. I'm feeling really sort of like invigorated and entitled. Let's call it that. Okay. And I would like to ask for an apology, which let's say it's myself really, but from my hair, 
I've been having a perpetual bad hair week. And as a person who's extremely accustomed to it being pretty amazing all the time, the cold has caused my hair to dry so much that I have what I'm just calling kind of like a a unidread at the bottom back of my head. And I've been having to put it in braids and do all sorts of like crazy things to just like keep it from breaking off. (laughs) And this is the first time that's ever happened to me. Um, And I just demand an apology from the cold and from my own hair, not for really what they're doing, but for changing the plan on me. If you have an idea of how things are going for a very long period of time, and then all of a sudden, like the dynamic changes on you, I wasn't prepared for this. But you've been in Chicago a while, right? Like, did you change something up with your hair products? No. Everything is the same. It just is. I don't know what's going on, but mm. I will. I'll, I'll go on a pursuit and figure it out because this is not right. And I imagine this is kind of what aging feels like, too, which is like all of a sudden <laughs> your body is sort of like double crossing you and doing strange yeah. things to you. And I think this may just be one of those things <laughs> where yeah. it's like, here you go. Definitely aging could be one. You're going to have to probably treat it like the way, like an elimination diet when someone is allergic to something. Like you're going to have to start with maybe like your pillows and like what you're washing your pillows in and (laughs) start, you know, it could be so many things. It could be too many things. (laughs) And also, mind you, I know that I'm saying this in the middle of like a war in the most horrific circumstances human beings have ever seen just across the world and the world is falling apart. But this is just the last drop. This is it. Wow. I mean, hey, I uh, I can't relate because I'm very young, but... Right. Nubile, even. I, I, one, one day I'll understand, I'm sure. I can't freaking wait. Yeah. Kiki, what's, 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 uh, what's happening with you this week? Um, you know, this week I actually want to apologize on behalf of someone. You know, I okay. since the pandemic started, I have not been inside a Target once because they started curbside pickup. And they've made it very easy for you to go on the app and pick the things you need, drive up to a parking space, and someone will bring it out. Well, I was reading an article this week that... They are going, because, you know, now Target, you know, they partnered with Starbucks sometime back. So they usually have Starbucks inside of Target. So they want to offer now, starting in select locations, your curbside pickup. You can now add Starbucks drinks to your pickup. And I just want to apologize to all of the Target workers. Because let me tell you, first of all, I know most of them are short-staffed. You know, like, I still use the app, and I don't mind waiting a little extra because the people that are behind the counter are still the ones that they're having run out to, you know, put your stuff in your trunk. Yeah. And now they basically have become, like, involuntary bar runners, baristas on top of it. I just, I just, I feel so bad for them. I mean, they're going to have this piping hot coffee with all sorts. I mean, not that they have to put the order in, but they're going to have these like crazy combinations. I can imagine people complaining, like I didn't get my half calf mocha minty whatever Rapa java chippy to, to this person who's like putting you know toilet paper in their trunk. Oh, oh. I just, I don't know. They're doing a test run. I, I just feel so bad for them. Wow. 
and I'm going to try my best not to use the option if it comes into my- Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm really going to try not to order. The the Starbucks uh, in the Target next to me is has been just not working for so long. I, I was like I didn't know that a Starbucks can be broken. But it is. It's just a whole it thing. Is, it is broken. And Your Starbucks is basically the McDonald's ice cream machine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're like, hey, uh, you can go behind the counter and make your own coffee if you want to. <laughs> Truly, no one gives a fuck. Just go. Uh, well, this week, uh, I, I, I do demand an apology from, from the people behind the show Euphoria. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. What the fuck is this? What's happening? You made me watch ten weeks of this, and then this is the this is the finale. Also, spoiler alert: we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about a bit about the finale. So if you haven't watched it yet, uh, you know, just listen, I guess, and you don't need to watch it. Like I, I, I don't even understand like how the script came together. Like they, I feel like literally someone just spilled like a liquid on like a keyboard. <laughs> and it just that's what came up and then they were like okay we'll do that well there's so many unanswered questions i yeah. mean like i mean the most impactful episode i thought this season was rue when she was completely like yeah feeding for drugs like running around that whole episode and we know that this suitcase that she was supposed to be selling the drugs and she instead did them all she now owes all this money to this huge drug dealer and like w- what's the answer like is the drug dealer going to come after her? They just did not answer any of these questions. And also, Rue was just like, yeah, I gave up drugs and now I'm fine. It's so, ap- apparently, it's so easy to just stop doing drugs, according <laughs> to Euphoria. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, you're just, you're just like, you're addicted. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to stop. And then you feel fine. So, hey, you live and you learn. Uh, anyway, uh, it's it's bad. The funniest part I will say about this episode, too, is I had completely forgotten about Vape Girl was part of the friend circle until she showed up when yeah. Cassie was getting the beat down by Maddie. Yeah. And I was like, where have you been this whole time? They didn't have budget for it for her. So <laughs> they just were like, we're going to give you one more scene. But in between, you're just going to be vaping somewhere. Sorry about that. I hope stage manager Bobby, though, is like a regular because she was amazing. <laughs> I, I I agree. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you're listening, please. I don't know. I don't know what what's what's the next step here. I just I just hated it. <sighs> I'm sorry. Is a Lemonada Media original. The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles Wax and Jessica Cordova Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yor, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Feminasty Erin Gibson. And I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And we're the co-hosts of the Attitudes Podcast. Where we talk about LGBT plus issues, gender issues, and pop culture. Probably with much less respect than they deserve. 
Look, it's a wild world, and we want to help you laugh at it. Plus, we discuss everything going on in our lives. Like, what do you do when your husband accidentally starts a fire in a dumpster? And the best armpit slapping techniques to get rid of the bags under your eyes. Thanks for the advice, Mom. And of course, how to spin a wig around to achieve a brand new look. Ah, stunning. So if you're a fan of high heel shoe chairs or have a crippling fear of hot air balloons, but also believe in social justice, then this show's for you. Listen to Attitudes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey friends, it's Megan Trainer And her big bro, Ryan Trainer And her husband, Daryl Sabara. Each week on our podcast, Working On It, we share behind-the-scenes stories and bring you into our hilarious and heartfelt conversations, and sometimes with amazing guests. We tackle everything from navigating Hollywood to mental health to Megan becoming a mother, Daryl becoming a father, and so much more. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of our lives and leave no detail behind. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. Listen to new episodes out every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.